This is the Right Now Podcast with Sarah Werner. Episode 32, Your New Year's Writing Resolution. Welcome to Write Now, the podcast that helps aspiring writers find the time, energy, and courage you need to pursue your passion and to write every day. I am your host, Sarah Warner, and I have to tell you, today's recording session is a little unusual. Uh, One of my cats, Midori, the extra fluffy one, has climbed up into my little makeshift podcasting booth and has decided to not move. And so she is very like steadfastly taking a nap right here in front of my microphone, despite the fact that I'm kind of, you know, yelling into the microphone. She very doggedly or catedly, if you will, refuses to move. But I kind of love it. And also, I'm hoping that the, you know, the fluffiness will help in sound absorption. So maybe this will be the highest quality episode of the Right Now podcast yet. She's not even blinking. She's just staring at me as I talk. Oh, there she goes. Back to her nap. So yes, we have a special guest today. Unfortunately, all she's been doing is making podcat jokes. So I don't think we'll get much else out of her. So at the time of this recording, it is currently winter, and the year is winding down. I always try to be nonspecific about what year it is to keep these podcast episodes evergreen, but I will confide in you that it is the year 2015, and it is winding down. We are in our final days of 2015, and Momo's, my other cat Momo, the short-haired one with three legs, is now trying to get into my podcasting studio, a.k.a. my office, a.k.a. a closet as well, because Midori's in here, and cats are jealous creatures. So if you hear, like, a little trilling sound, it's not my phone going off, it's my cat going off outside of my office. But if I let him in here, then then you'll hear more cat fights, and you didn't come here for the cat fights. Or maybe you did, and you've just been, like, consistently disappointed in pretty much all of these episodes. In which case, my condolences. Anyway, as 2015 winds down and 2016 looms closer, I thought that today would be a really good time to take a look at New Year's resolutions. A lot of people make them. Not a lot of people keep them. As much as we try, and as much as every year we say, oh, I'm actually going to stick to this New Year's resolution... No one ever does, myself included. There's just something really lovely about the lure of a new start. Like, oh, a new year is beginning. I can reinvent myself. I can rededicate myself to writing. I can lose weight. I can feel great. I will quit smoking. I will quit drinking. I will start drinking. I will start eating more chocolate. I will stop eating so much chocolate. I will read more books, etc., etc. There's something within us that loves new starts and fresh beginnings. And that's fine. That's good. That's wonderful. That's why today's podcast is going to take a look at not only making your New Year's writing resolution, but keeping it and sticking to it. And so I'm going to break down, uh, I think I have eight tips here for you on how to do that. So don't leave. (laughs) 
I think I'm in a weird mood today. I've had this head cold, and that's why I maybe sound a little bit nasal. The other reason is I am very mildly allergic to cats, and with Midori three inches away from my face, I'm sure that's not helping my sinus congestion. But she's just so cute and so fluffy, I, you know, can't help it. She has also now started to purr, and I don't know if my mic is picking up on that or not, but it's pretty adorable. Okay, I'm going to stop talking about my cat and start talking about you and your New Year's writing resolutions. So I have eight tips for you. And before I jump into them, I do want to call out that I recorded an episode not necessarily similar to this, but the very second episode of the Right Now podcast, I don't even know if you can still access it on iTunes, but you can access it on my website, sarahwerner.com. That's S-A-R-A-H-W-E-R-N-E-R.com. It's called How to Make Your Writing Goals a Reality. And it walks through five steps to coming up with a goal, setting it, and then following through with it. And so I'm kind of on the fence about whether to refer you to that episode of my podcast because it's my second episode. And I I sound like, well, I recorded it. it. It was the very second episode I had ever recorded in my entire life. And it's not great. I've learned a lot since episode two. And uh, so I sound very, very formal like that when I when I talk. But if you want to go back and listen to it, I think the information is still good. Just don't judge me too much by the presentation. All right, let's talk about you and your writing goals for this upcoming year. For 2016, 2017, 2022, 2051, and beyond. The very first thing I want you to do when considering making your New Year's writing resolution is to keep it positive. This is really simple, and it, what it does is it establishes a mindset of can-do instead of can't-do. So instead of, you know, I'm going to stop procrastinating for 20 minutes before I write every day, frame it in a more positive mindset that says, I'm going to start writing at 9 o'clock every day on the dot no matter what. Or instead of, I'm going to stop being such a sucky, terrible writer, frame it more positively and say, I'm going to take steps to become a better writer this year, and these are the steps that I'm going to take. So, number one, be positive. It gives you something to look forward to, something to work toward, instead of something to work against, something negative. Number two, make it realistic. This is something that I talk about in episode two of the Right Now podcast, how to make your writing goals a reality. Realistic goals are achievable goals. Unrealistic or aspirational goals are nice and maybe uh, more fit for a three or five or ten year plan. For me, a realistic goal takes my schedule in mind. It takes my job into account. It takes my work-life writing balance into account. And so it prevents me from saying, this year I'm going to write and publish a novel. That might be realistic if I wasn't working a 40-plus hour-a-week job and recording a podcast that takes 15 to 20 hours out of my week to host, write, produce, edit, all that stuff. Writing a novel and publishing that novel within one year, not incredibly realistic for me. So if your resolution is to make $2 million this year and your salary is currently $15,000, unless you have an incredible plan in place that might not be super realistic. 
On the other hand, a realistic goal might seem like it is small in comparison. It might not feel grand to you. So for me, my New Year's resolution might be realistic. And so how many words do I think that I could realistically write every day, seven days a week? And remember, when you're setting a goal, you're setting the minimum. You're setting the bar. And so you could easily go over it. So when I say I'm going to keep it low, I'm going to say that I'm going to write 100 words per day, seven days a week. It's realistic. I can do it. And if I'm really into it, then I can write more. I can write 500. I could write 1,000. But as long as I sit down and make myself write at least 100 every day, I will still see progress. It's realistic for me, and it fits in no matter what my schedule throws at me. Something else that can help keep your goals realistic are just focusing on one thing. And I know that sounds really limiting, but sometimes I think that you'll find that you'll have more growth and more success when you focus on only one thing. Now, I'm not saying like drop every single thing in your life and relentlessly, blindly pursue your New Year's resolution. I am certainly not saying that. What I am saying is, instead of saying, well, my New Year's resolution this year is to write 100 words a day, lose 50 pounds, exercise three times a week, quit drinking coffee, and uh, plant a garden all around my house. Okay, that's awesome. But we all know I'm not going to do all of that. Some things may lead to other things. So, you know, if I start exercising, that might help me lose the 50 pounds. And that's fine. But focusing on all of those things will mean that I am focusing not on one thing. And if you don't focus on something, chances are you're not going to achieve it. So try to have your New Year's resolution be realistic and that it is small enough to achieve and also that it just focuses on one thing. If you want to focus on more than one thing, great. So my advice to you would be focus on one thing at a time. So for the first six months, focus on writing. And then once that becomes a habit, then in the next six months, you can focus on working exercise into your schedule and losing weight or gaining weight, maybe, if you need to gain some weight. If you want to wash your car every day, I don't know, whatever your resolution might be. Number three, this is something that I don't think gets asked enough when people are making their New Year's resolutions. I want you to ask yourself for this third step, is this something that I really want? I think a lot of the time, you know, we promise to do things or we resolve to do things or we make New Year's resolutions about things that we feel we should do. Like, ugh, you know, I really should lose 50 pounds, but I don't want to. And You know, it kind of goes back to having a positive mindset about this and to phrasing things positively. If this isn't really something that you want to do, then don't do it. Or at least don't make it your New Year's resolution. I really challenge you to think about what you actually want to do and not what you think you should be doing. What do you actually want to do? For me, I actually want to write more. I feel lost when I don't write. I feel sad and depressed when I don't write. And I've been feeling those things a lot lately. And I know that I need writing in my life and I want creative writing back in my life. So yes, my New Year's resolution is something that I want. So don't set anything that will make you uh, resent it or begrudge it in any way. Make this something fun. Make this something that you want to achieve. I think you'll find it helps. Number four. Find a way to hold yourself accountable. 
For me, this is telling other people about it. I have this thing where if I tell someone that I'm going to do something, I do it. I don't ever want people to be disappointed in me. And so I tell someone, someone at work, a family member, a friend, like, hey, I'm going to be writing 100 words a day, seven days a week, every day this upcoming year. And they'll say, oh, no, keep me posted on how it's going. And then make sure you keep them posted on how it's going. You can also be held accountable by pledging to write with someone if you have a writing buddy. You and your partner can say like, hey, we're going to pledge that we're going to write 100 words every day. And you can kind of follow up and make sure that each of you is doing it. Kind of similarly, if your New Year's resolution is to exercise every day, you get an exercise buddy. They go with you. They make sure that you do it. You make sure they're not standing outside of your house, crossing their arms and frowning and getting mad at you while you're inside sleeping in. You can also um, kind of set some internal gauges to hold yourself accountable. So making sure that you put it on your schedule every day, if your schedule is something that you follow very religiously. You can also track your progress every day, whether that's making like a sticker chart like you did in first grade for your attendance or just charting it out within a journal or a diary, whatever it is that works for you. At work, we have these things called PDPs or personal development plans. And so quarterly, we sit down with our manager and they have a list of things we said we would accomplish that quarter. And they go through and they said, if you accomplish this, show it to me. <laughs> and so um, if you have something like that in your work life or that you're working with a mentor or a friend or just a, a challenge that you're doing yourself, you can find a way to work that into your personal development plan as well. So number four. Hold yourself accountable. Number five, set baby step goals and then celebrate each one as you reach them. In my resolution to write 100 words every day, seven days a week, I might say, all right, that's, you know, approximately 3,000 words per month. I expect to get X number of chapters each month. And so every time I finish a chapter, that's a goal that I've reached. And I will celebrate that by going out to my favorite place for lunch or going out with friends and getting a glass of wine or having coffee with someone or having coffee alone by myself, <laughs> just sitting there selfishly enjoying a cup of coffee all alone. But take it step by step. Instead of saying, I'm going to write 3,000 words a month, break it down and say, I'm going to write 100 words a day, seven days a week. These small steps are a lot easier to achieve, and it also helps ensure that you're not skipping three days and then on a Saturday when you're off work having to write, you know, several hundred words catching up from the week before that you missed. Number six. This is not something that I use myself, but for some people, this does help motivate them to reach their goals or go through with their New Year's resolution plans. And this is to set stakes for yourself. Some people need not only a reward system, but a potential punishment system. And if this is something that works for you, I say give it a try. If you find that it doesn't work for you, that's okay. It's not something that works for me, but... An example of setting stakes would be for every day that I don't get my 100 words written, I have to work out an extra 20 minutes and I hate working out. <laughs> or for every day that I don't complete my 100 words a day, I have to donate $5 to a political candidate that I'm opposed to. 
You know, stuff like that. This helps some people get skin in the game if it's something that they feel like they should do rather than something that they want to do or driven to do. So if that's something that works for you, go ahead, give it a try. Don't be too hard on yourself, though. I don't want this to turn into you, like, hurting yourself or going a little too far in punishing yourself because you're a wonderful person and I like you and I want you to be good to yourself. Number seven, start before New Year's Day. This is a New Year's resolution, but it does not have to begin on New Year's Day because you're an adult and you're in control of your life and you can start new things whenever you darn well please. We tend to think that there's something magical about New Year's Day, but really? It's a day like any other day. And I think that there's a lot of pressure that goes into starting something new on New Year's Day because it's a day of fresh new starts, but it's also, for many people, a holiday when you're encouraged to relax and not really do anything and to eat food and party with your friends and hang out with your family. And that's not always the best day to like commit to something, to a new project, to a resolution. So what I'm saying... Whatever today is, whether you're listening to this the week before New Year's or the week of New Year's or three weeks after New Year's or six months before the next New Year's Day, start now. Start today. Give yourself a grace period. There will be less pressure. You'll get that feeling of starting something new right away instead of worrying about it and putting it off and putting a lot of anxiety into it and then being disappointed with yourself on the first day when you don't feel like your life is 100% new and changed. Start today. And if it's too late today, start first thing tomorrow morning. I think you'll be very glad you did. So number seven, act on your New Year's resolutions. Start doing it before January 1st. Finally, number eight. Number eight is something to remember, and that is one failure does not mean total failure. So if I am resolving to write 100 words a day, seven days a week throughout the rest of the year, and it's January 3rd and something comes up and I can't get my 100 words done and I failed that day, and then the next day I'm like, oh, I'm already off track and I don't even feel like doing this anymore, and then I stop and that's, that's, that's no good. It's okay to fail. What's the worst thing that can happen if you fail? All right, I don't get my 100 words written, but I'm going to try again tomorrow. I want to reference you to episode 18 of the Right Now podcast, which is called Fail a Lot. And it's all about uh, sort of changing your mindset about what it means to fail or what it means to fail at writing or to fail at something that you really wanted to do. And bonus, since it's a little later on in the recording, it's episode 18. First of all, it is still available on iTunes. Second of all, it's a little bit better quality than episode two, which I referred you to before. So you can find both episodes two and 18 on sarahwerner.com or on iTunes or on any other fine podcatching app that you prefer to use. In any case, throughout this next year, no matter what day it is today, in the year ahead, I want you to fail a lot. And after each failure, pick yourself up again and rededicate yourself to what you are doing. Don't stop because of one failure. One failure is not total failure. All right, so my eight tips for making and keeping your New Year's writing resolution. Number one, keep it positive. Number two, 
keep it realistic instead of aspirational, and to keep it focused on one thing. Number three, make sure it's something that you actually want and not something that you're feeling pressured into doing or feel like you should be doing. Number four, establish a way to hold yourself accountable. Number five, set baby step goals along the way and celebrate each goal as you complete it. Number six, if this is something that works for you, set the stakes. Number seven, start before January 1st. And number eight, remember that it's okay to fail. Remember that one failure is not total failure. And in fact, I encourage you to fail a lot. So Sarah, you might be asking, what is your New Year's resolution? Well, my New Year's resolution is indeed to write 100 words every day, seven days a week. I'm going to try to do this. I'm going to try to do more than this, but it's just for me, it's getting the time in to even just write the 100 words a day. And so that is my New Year's resolution, and we will see if I can carry through on that. Another caveat, this podcast is not necessarily dictating that you need to have a New Year's resolution. If that's not for you, that's fine. What are some other sample New Year's resolutions that you might try? Well, if you have a manuscript ready, you could resolve to start sending it out to publishers or to send it out to X number of publishers within the next couple months. You could say that you're going to edit your manuscript that's finished. You could finish up a manuscript that needs finishing. There are daily and weekly and monthly and quarterly word count goals you can set. And even beyond writing, you can also resolve to learn to market your book more effectively, to use social media more to your advantage, to build a website for you as an author. I mean, there's tons of things you can do, even buying a nice new pen or a new laptop so that you can write on the go. Whatever it is you resolve to do, make sure you follow these guidelines and, and let me know how it goes for you. I'd also love to hear what your New Year's writing resolution is. You can let me know by typing it into the comments for today's show notes, which you can find at sarahwerner.com. Or you can go to that very same website and navigate to my contact page and send me an email that way. This week's book of the week is four books in one book. And, and by this, I mean that I read the complete Calvin and Hobbes. Calvin and Hobbes is a, or was, a syndicated comic strip uh, written and drawn by Bill Watterson. And there are some probably among you who would say that, you know, oh, comics aren't real literature or what have you. But you know what? It's something I can read, so I read it. And it brought me great joy and delight. And it really sparked my imagination and my curiosity about life and kind of renewed uh, or refreshed refreshed some cynicism that I had maybe taken on over this past year. Calvin and Hobbes is a comic strip about a little boy and his stuffed tiger, except that in the boy's imagination, or perhaps in real life by magic, the tiger comes alive and does a lot of wacky things. If you have never read Calvin and Hobbes, and that's C-A-L-V-I-N and H-O-B-B-E-S, I really recommend that you read at least a couple. Bill Watterson really poured a lot of passion and not only just personal passion, but wanting to help other people, I think. 
Calvin does a lot of not necessarily like naughty things. Well, okay, yeah, he's he's kind of a terror sometimes, but he does these things that we end up questioning like, oh, is this really bad? Or is this just, you know, how we should be acting to let out this creative impulse inside of us? Should this be a more acceptable way to act? Have we repressed our creativity so much that it's become an outlandish thing to act upon it? So I really challenge you to think about your creativity this coming year and to read Calvin and Hobbes, which is a a very dear favorite of mine. It would not be possible for me to host, record, edit, etc. the Right Now podcast without the help, generosity, and support of many people just like you. This includes, first and foremost, my Patreon supporters, including Cool Cat Sean Locke, Rad Dude Andrew Coons, and official bookworm Rebecca Werner. Patreon is a donation platform that allows you to give any amount that you choose from 50 cents per episode to whatever on a per episode basis. So every time I publish a new Right Now podcast, each of my patrons is charged, you know, whatever amount they pledged. And it's it's just a really nice way to help fund creators and makers that you are passionate about and who you think are doing a good job and encouraging others and, and support them in a kind of trickling effect. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N, and you can find it at patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com. If you are more interested in giving a one-time gift or a one-time donation, I've set up an account on paypal.me. And so if you go to www.paypal.me, that's M as in mouse and E as in Edward, slash Sarah Werner, S-A-R-A-H-W-E-R-N-E-R, It will take you to a page with my picture and a little pink square background, and it will let you pledge any amount that you like as a one-time gift through PayPal. So if you feel so moved to do that, thank you in advance for your gracious gift. Donors like you keep podcasts like mine going, so I truly appreciate it. As this year comes to a close, I would like to thank all of you for listening. This has been... This has been a wild ride. I, the, the Right Now podcast is not yet officially one year old. I launched it in February 2015. And yet, even though it's not yet a year old, I'm just so grateful to you for the support that you've shown, for the emails that you've written, for the letters you've sent, for the times that you've shared this podcast with other writers, friends, and family who you think would enjoy it. Thank you for bearing with me during the first episodes that were had had some maybe volume control issues. And seriously, thank you for sticking with me this whole way. I appreciate it. And I hope that in this coming year, I will continue to deliver good content that encourages you and inspires you to write every day. I would also like to thank my siblings, Rachel, Harrison, and Rebecca. They're always just so game to to show support for my podcast and to share the message of this podcast. So you guys are amazing and I love you and I miss you. I would also like to thank all of the writers and authors who have been so gracious to agree to appear on my spinoff Coffee Break podcast. I've just been so pleased with the way those episodes have turned out. If you are a writer, editor, author, overall interesting person, and you'd like to be on my Coffee Break show, 
just let me know. You can email me at hello, H-E-L-L-O, at sarahwerner.com, or you can visit sarahwerner.com and navigate to the contact page and fill out the form there. Just let me know that you want to be on my show and I will set things up. And with that, this has been episode 32 of the Right Now podcast, the podcast that helps aspiring writers find the time, energy, and courage you need to pursue your passion and to write every day. I'm Sarah Warner, and I know you can do this.